Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me, if you would, to uh, Philippians chapter 4. Last week, we started talking about peace. And kind of started, I, I thought we might kind of continue it last week. So we were talking about the peace of God and and very specifically when it comes to your fight of faith, when it comes to uh, the faith life, peace for the faith life. Let's look here at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 reads, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified, it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a, of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, that being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you want to have peace that passes all understanding, you have to give up the habit of wanting to understand everything. You have to let go of that habit. I'm going to say that again. If you want to have peace that passes all understanding, you have to give up the habit of wanting to understand everything. Bad habits are not just those that hurt the flesh. The worst habits are those that hurt your mind. Those are far more damaging. That's why Dad Hagen tells the story of the two women in his church. One came occasionally, the other was faithful, the whole family was there. And he said if her family and her children uh, ever received healing, he didn't know it. But then there's the other woman who came on occasion, you know, what she was doing, it was hurting her, you know, it wasn't helping her spiritual life to come every so often. And she didn't seem like the most spiritual person. But he said uh, if her family ever failed to receive healing, he didn't know it. One never received one always received and it wasn't it, it was the least likely candidate that he would have picked if you would have lined these two women up he said you couldn't have picked which one received healing and he said why because one was always quick to believe and always quick to forgive what does it mean to be quick to believe you're quick to override your understanding and trust god what is being quick to forgive? You let go of your feelings and emotions in your thought life. And you yield to the love that's in your heart. Yes, amen. Amen? So do we see the most damaging, the most harmful, the most hurtful habits that we have are oftentimes not the ones that can be seen on the outside. It's the ones that we do in quiet when nobody's around. What we're rehearsing to ourselves the doubt that we turn over. Well, I've never seen that. Well, God's never done that for me. You may not say it with your mouth, but you think it with yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. 
And uh, so I'll say that again. If you want to have peace that passes all understanding, you have to give up the habit of wanting to understand everything. I've been there. How many of you have been there? I know I'm not. I can't be the only one. <laughs> that would love to understand. You know, that's the day and age that we live in with the Internet. It just feeds that wanting to know. Got to have knowledge. You know, we can, we can reach the uttermost parts of the earth with this little device in our hand. You know? Uh, but understanding. How about this? Letting go of trying to understand our feelings. Yeah. Well, I just need to understand why I feel this way. That's why people have, pay, have to pay thousands of dollars to a therapist because they're trying to understand their feelings. If I want to have peace that passes all understanding, I need to let go of my feelings, let go of my emotion, and get into the Word of God because that surpasses every natural thing that I'll face, feel, see, touch, hear. I need the supernatural, not the natural. Amen? Uh, what you understand, what you, your, we should say it's what your natural mind can understand and comprehend and reason can never bring you peace. When you decide that and you recognize that and you settle that in your heart, what I can understand, what I can reason... And what I can comprehend, it will never bring me peace. So no matter how much knowledge I gain, I will never have peace in natural knowledge. There is no peace to be found in natural knowledge. You can get on the internet, do your research, save your money, make your investments, and it does, it's not the peace that the word is talking about. That peace cannot rise up and garrison your heart and your mind. It can satisfy your flesh, but it can't guard your heart and your mind. No amount of money in your savings can guard your heart and your mind. It'll make you comfortable, but it's not peace. Be careful of trying to find comfort and calling it peace. True peace is at its height in the midst of discomfort. True God peace is at its, it shines the brightest in the midst of discomfort. Yeah. That's, that's when it really becomes the superstar in your life. Lots, uh, lots of times we say, oh, we're just so peaceful. We're such a peaceful family. And that's because you've done everything in your willpower to get all your ducks in order and everybody's. But what happens when you wake up the next day and things are out of order that which you put them in the day before? <laughs> you know, what happens if an economy changes? What happens if a job changes? What happens if there's symptoms? Uh, look at let's go to Ephesians remember the statement last week I talked about that Pastor Nancy said to me in talking to her regarding some things faith comes and peace grows faith comes and peace grows so really that's kind of our foundational statement that's where some of these things that I've just been meditating on that one statement and and continuing to meditate in the word regarding this one statement that she made to better understand this I need to get a grasp on this we need to get a grasp not just on our faith life but our walk of peace those go hand in hand and that's what we're gonna look at tonight look at Ephesians 1 Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians 1, 
verse 17. And we all know this passage. Uh, many of us do very well. This is a passage you should be praying for yourself regularly. Ephesians 1, 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Uh, the Amplified reads, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Notice it's in the knowledge of him, not in the knowledge of what you're facing. If you would take more time in getting into the knowledge of him, not into knowledge of how to get out of what you need to get out of, this is the key. I need revelation of him, not revelation of how to get my bills paid, not revelation of where the money's going to come from. I don't need insight into the information of the natural. I need insight into the spiritual. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know, look at this, know and understand, this is the understanding we need to be pursuing. Don't say, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand why this happened, I don't understand why God allows, I don't understand, I don't understand. This is the passage we pray to understand what God understands, not what I can understand. I need his insight. And understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich his glorious inheritance in the saint is set apart one so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited surpassing greatness of his power. I need an understanding of his power if I'm going to understand his provision. Where did his power for my life come from? resurrection power so what am I pursuing I'm not pursuing provision I'm going to go back and pursue resurrection power what is resurrection what do we get out of resurrection power who we are in Christ so what I need to do what you need to do what I'm endeavoring to do is go back to revelation of his power of who I am in Christ because then I'll have better understanding of his provision I'll have better understanding of what he's done I'll have better understanding of his insight he was there when Christ Jesus was raised up from the dead and performed the miracle of me and him coming together and how I was raised seated at his right hand God was the one who did that he will be the one who raises me out of my situation I need to go back to the one who raised me and stop trying to raise myself you can never raise yourself to the stature of who you are in Christ only God can do that Stop trying to make your life look like what you want in Christ and go back to the one who made you in Christ. You got to get over the way things look. Amen. You have to humble yourself and say, Father, this is where I am. But I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here physically. I'm not staying here uh, emotionally. I'm not staying here mentally. So I'm going to go back to who I am, who, who, who you made me to be. Who I am. Who am I? Yeah. Amen. Now let's keep going. 
prayer is talking with God. If we go, go back with me to Philippians, because I want us to touch on something with this passage. Philippians 4. When he says in verse 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving. If you don't have this underlined, underline that word continue to make your wants known to God. Prayer, we could say this, we're not praying, and, and this is a whole nother sermon, we're not praying over and over and over again for a need. We've been taught, especially when it comes to a financial need, you know, you you pray, you you claim what you need, tell the devil to take his hands off your your money, and then from then on we do th we are thanking God for what he is doing. Same with symptoms in your body. You say, Father, I believe I receive. Whether it's in a healing line, you stand up one day, you lay your own hands on your body, somebody lays hands on you, you receive through the preaching and teaching of the word. You say, Father, I thank you, I've received my healing. I am the healed. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I am the healed. Notice it's going back to who I am. Everything comes from who I am. I go back to I'm healed. And we continue with prayer, which is thanksgiving. Talking to God. God is not asking you to pray once and never talk to him again about your situation. See, when I communicate with God, when I talk to God, that's simply what prayer is. Communicating with God. Fellowshipping with him. So if something with my need is not getting met or something am I missing, it's right to go to God in prayer and say, Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you regarding this situation. I bring this situation before you. I thank you that you're working. Your power is working. I know it's working. Yes. But I need revelation. I need your understanding. If I'm missing it, I need your understanding, not my understanding. Amen. We're talking about peace. We're talking about steps in, in, in this walk of faith and peace, uh, staying in peace. Because notice he says, do not be anxious. Do not fret. So part of not fretting is going back and continuing in prayer and thanksgiving. Continuing to fellowship with God. But here's what I do. Maybe you don't do this. You're perfect. I will bring my request before God, cast it over on him, and before I know it, few days down the road, I'm not fellowshipping with him anymore. I may do a casual thank you. This is where I've been before. And then you, you thank God, you praise God, but I stop communicating with him about it. I love something Pastor Noel said on Sunday night at his church when we were down there with Pastor Nancy. He talked about he makes mention of their new building. He makes word of God. He says, I make mention of you in my prayer. And God said, it's right to make mention to me about your building. He said he was in the grocery store. What was it, Cardenas one day? And <laughs> the Holy of Holies, <laughs> for my children at least. Uh that he was in there and he just makes mention. When was the last time you made mention of your need to God? We, I didn't say ask again, make mention. Father, I thank you. I know that I've casted that over on you. You're taking care of it. You're taking, remember, continuing with prayer and thanksgiving. That's the proper type of prayer to continue with. Some 
sometimes, too, it may require, if you need more insight, maybe you've been in your head too long about a situation, it may need that the type of prayer you continue with is praying in the Spirit. Mm. Got to get out of your head, get back in your spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. I've cast the care. I decided I'm not going to fret or be anxious anymore. But you know what? I need to take time to pray in the Spirit so that I can get more knowledge in Ephesians, more wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. It's the Holy Ghost that brings that revelation. And I need to get back in my spirit so I can receive that revelation. If you're in your head too long about something, it's very difficult to receive revelation from the spirit. So when we look at this, we're talking about staying in peace. When we look at this, is there is there something you need to go back to God about that you just put on remember that that sermon I, I had preached on casting your care not your expectation a lot of times we like cast care God's got it but we're not expecting anything we are not in anticipation of anything you know we just gave it to him and it's all on him that's not what this scripture says it says continue with prayer and thanksgiving I still have my part to play but I've got to do it in peace. Not anxious, not nervous, not fretful. Amen. And look at verse 7. And God's peace shall be yours. This is part of having peace. Are we doing our part in making our requests, communicating and fellowshipping with God? Or did you pray once and walk away and you're so troubled in your thought life because you're discussing it with yourself and not with the Father? You cannot. This is what I, the first statement I made. That is reason. That is understanding. I'm trying to under, oh, but pastor, I prayed and I cast the care. Yeah, but you've gone back to trying to get in your own understanding. Prayer and fellowship with God keeps us out of our own understanding. It's a huge key in keeping us out of our understanding. Amen? How... This is one of the ways, one of the habits you can implement today. When was the last time I talked to God about it? Not when was the last time I thought about it. When was the last time I talked to God about it? And too often we'll go and we can go, uh, maybe two months ago. Well, why isn't it manifest? Well, have you talked to him about it? Because if you want peace, that's going to, put a garrison around your heart and your mind, you must be fellowshipping with God over your need. If you're not fellowshipping with God, the devil will find a way for you to fellowship with fear, anxiety, turmoil, frustration. You get frustrated because things aren't going in the direction that you think they should go. Well, we should say it this way. Things aren't going in the direction that you see them that you think they should be going. You don't know what God's doing for you. You don't know what the power of God's doing, but you'll get discouraged and in fear and, and anxiety and frustrated. See, here's the thing. When we fellowship with God, He is so faithful. His Word and His Spirit will encourage you as I go. If I take more time thinking about it, I'll think myself out of my manifestation. I will 
will or I will slow down my the process of the manifestation. But if I'm continuing to fellowship with him with thanksgiving, continuing in prayer, what happens is is now my spirit because I don't talk to God with my mind, I talk to him from my spirit. Now my spirit man is receiving from his flow, from his spirit, and what does his spirit do? He'll bring me answers. Yes. It'll rise up on the inside. Don't quit. You know, words will come up. His word will come up. What did I say last week? Peace doesn't come from what you see. It comes from what God says. I'm giving God a chance to speak to me. I'm giving the Holy Spirit a chance to speak and minister to me. So that I stay in peace on my journey of faith. What happened to Peter? And we talked about last week, Peter stepped out on the water. He had faith because when he got back in the boat, Jesus said, How long am I going to be with you? Oh, ye of little faith. But notice it was little faith that got him out of the boat. He responded to his faith. He didn't lose his faith when he started to sink. He lost his peace because the wind and the waves unsettled him. He quickly reasoned, How could I be doing this? How could I, you know... And, and what's going to happen to me? They're getting bigger. I'm getting further away. You know that, that spot where you're too far from Jesus, but you're too far from the boat? I just imagine that's where he, that's where that happened. You know what I'm talking about? You committed now, brother. You got to go. <laughs> that's that time in a believer's life where they've stepped out in faith. You can't see what God's doing on the other side, but you're too far out to go back. This is where the enemy comes in to take your peace. He knows strategically. He knows he's going to let you step out in faith. Because see, if he, if he can't keep faith from coming, he'll try to keep your peace from growing. He's after one or the other. So if you sit in the seat every week, he can't keep faith from coming, but he can surely, he'll wait till you step out to keep your faith from, uh, keep your peace from growing. See, if he gets you out of faith, you stop walking with God. If he gets you out of peace, you stop walking with God. Either way, you quit. You quit. You back up. So why didn't he notice the wind and the waves? Why was that not a factor before he stepped out? Why? Because he responded to the faith, the little faith that he had on the inside. If little faith can walk on water, what can your measure of faith do? Not only that, with the help of the Holy Ghost, the greater one, your peace, your champion on the inside, the one who was there when Christ Jesus was raised from the dead, he is your greatest fan here to encourage you. But if we never get in the spirit, if we never pray and communicate and continue in prayer with God, we're not giving our greatest champion a chance to bring God's word to us, to fellowship with us over what God said. And if we don't know what God said, there goes our peace. Peter forgot what Jesus said because of the wind and the waves. He forgot that the same word that he stepped out on was still was still a factor. It was still alive. That word come was still alive, whether he was halfway there or half, if the glass was half full or half empty. The word come was still alive. Yeah. 
he, he could have still walked on it all the way to his Savior. You've got to know the word and be firm on the word if you're going to stay in faith and stay in peace. Again, somebody's testimony brings faith. Faith comes, but it cannot bring you peace. Because your mind will always talk about, well, that was for them, well, that was for them, well, that was for them. Now, your faith can grab a hold of what God did for them. Your faith can be stirred into action. Your faith can get excited for them. But peace is between you and God. It is between you and your Savior. Let's... Uh... <clears throat> We're to continue in prayer about our need, not just once, and then try to figure out the rest. If you're God is not asking you him to pray. You pray, and that's giving him 25%, and then you do the other 75 the rest of the way. Peter was to go 100% all, all the way with God on the water. That word was not only for a quarter of the way, but that's what we do. We hear from God, we get some direction, we step out in faith, and then the rest of the way we try to take it ourselves. Try to meet our needs, try to do it on our own. So, I'm going to go back to the statement. If you want to have peace that passes all understanding, you have to give up the habit of wanting to understand everything. You have to be okay with walking on the water, and not just by faith, but through peace. Yes. That's good. If you're going to believe God, then believe. He didn't just give all of what he had from heaven for us to give half of what we have in believing in it. If you're going to believe God, then believe. He didn't just give all of what he had from heaven. Jesus was all. He didn't just give all of what he had from heaven for us to give half of what we had, what we have in believing it. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. If I'm going to believe, if I signed up to believe, I'm going to believe. Amen. He didn't just give all of what he had from heaven for us to give half of what we have in believing in it. Go to Romans real quick. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 6. We were here this morning in the Bible school. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. I'm reading out of the Amplified. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life. See, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you as you continue to communicate with God through thanksgiving and prayer. He wants to minister, you, minister to you life. And soul peace. Look at that. What is soul peace? That's not just peace in your heart. That is peace for your mind. Yes. A lot of believers walk around with the fruit of peace in their heart with no, uh, no branches growing up to their thought life. It's like a little seed down in their heart. I, listen, for my life and what we're facing, I need the whole orchard. <laughs> How many of you need the whole orchard? <laughs> I need rows of every fruit that is available. 
Amen? Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I thought for sure. Look here in verse 7. That is because the mind of the flesh, with its carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God. For it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. What is God's law? What is God's law for us? The law of love. The law of love. This is a big key. This is kind of where I wanted to land tonight. When your faith is to a measure of stepping out beyond you and your resources and your sensible and mental knowledge, that is when the spirit of fear or what we call anxiety and worry begins to try and take hold and stop your movement. So when you step out by faith and start believing God, this is when what the world calls anxiety, pastors taught us, it's the spirit of fear. It's all worry, it's all the spirit of fear. But how many of you know we're under the law of life in Christ Jesus and we're to live by the law of love. The law of life in Christ Jesus was simply the law of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? And that's the law God expects us. Everything comes under that law. So what happens is, is a new law, another law is going to try to take over. Law of sin and death is going to try to come. No, I didn't say you sinned. Although worry, if you yield to it, is a sin. Because worry says God is not enough. Worry says healing is not enough. Worry says this avenue is not enough. So now a new law takes it goes into effect. We're talking about the law of love, God's law. Let's read that again with that thought in mind. That is because, well, verse 6 talks about the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace both now and forever. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. How many of you have had hostile thoughts? I didn't mean you said, I hate God. I don't like God. I'm mad at God. I mean, you might have. That's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm just saying, hostile thoughts to God are, are thoughts that are contrary to God's word. Yeah. That is hostile thoughts. Where are we going to get the money? Hostile thought. Carnally minded. Carnally minded. When are these symptoms? Carnally minded. How long am I have to have to deal with this? Carnally minded. Yeah. Carnally minded. Carnally minded. We must catch these thoughts as soon as they come. That's carnally minded. That's not from the law of love. Yeah. That is an entrance for the other spirit, the, the spirit of fear, the law of sin and death to start operating. What does the law of sin and death do? It slows down your manifestation. If the devil can't stop faith from coming, he'll bring tangible thoughts to keep peace from growing. So he can't, he, this whole process with our home, which is not done by the way, we still got a, another, another leg of this race. And if he can't uh, keep, which he can't, we feed our faith every day. If he can't keep faith from coming, as my husband and I feed our, feed our faith, what he's going to try to do is keep our peace from growing. Because if he keeps the peace from growing, then what's going to try to step in? Fear. Right. 
the spirit of fear. So what's my answer to the spirit of fear? What's my answer to staying in the law, God's law, the law? It's the law of love. The answer to you getting into peace, back into peace, growing in peace, is meditating on the law of love. Who you are in Christ. If the devil can't take, if the devil can't stop faith from coming, he'll bring, notice, tan, this is what the Spirit of God said to me, tangible thoughts. How many of you had tangible thoughts? You know what I'm saying? Thought comes and you feel like you can reach out and touch it. It is so real. I know that's a thought, but I know you're here somewhere. What is that? That's a different spirit under a different law that's come to keep my peace from growing because it can't stop my faith faith from coming to me because I'm diligent so it's going to step it's going to try to catch me when I'm halfway out on the water which we are we're we're not done with this process we're halfway out on the water and he's going to try to see if we'll sink not because of a lack of faith but a lack of peace yeah yeah yes amen I'm not going to sink because of a lack of faith. And now I've decided I'm not going to sink because of a lack of peace either. That's right. That's right. I need the fruit of peace that's in here in my spirit to grow and take care of what's up here. That's, that is my conscious effort. That should be our conscious effort. I need the spirit, the fruit that's in here to grow. And that's what he said. Put a garrison around your heart and your mind. Peace is grown by resting on what God says, not what he does. If your mind is fighting to believe what God says is true, it's carnal. If your mind is fighting to believe the word of God, to trust, to stay out in your, your, your steps of faith that you've taken, it's carnal. That's what the scripture says. Romans here, Romans chapter 6. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, which means exclamation mark. Your mind doesn't understand. How many of you know when you woke up uh, this morning and you face another human being that your mind doesn't exactly flow freely always with the law of love, does it? Yes. <laughs> you saw somebody you, you struggle with the law of love or, you know, somebody cut you off and then does the law of love just flow out of your mind like a running river and, and are you just picking those, those, that fruit out of your thought life? No, you're picking usually another thought out of your thought life. <laughs> it's because the law of love flows out of your heart, yeah. flows out of your spirit. Amen. Now look at verse 8. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature. Can't we go back to, to the scripture in Philippians, uh, you know, where, where we were looking at and it talks about the reasons. And uh, well, verse 6, the sense and reason of the mind. Can't we say... That's living out of the flesh. Carnal nature. Cannot please or satisfy God. And this is where I want us to look at. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, 
cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. There's another passage that talks about what pleases God. That's faith. So we can rightly conclude that verse 8 here and what has been talking about previously, those living the life of flesh cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. This is in reference to it's a struggle if you're carnally minded to live by faith. It's a struggle to believe God. It's a struggle to trust him. Being, having a struggle to trust God by faith is where a place you don't want to arrive at. I don't want to struggle with the law of love, trusting that God loves me, that he wants to take care of me, that he's, he's already taken care of me. He's already done that. To please or satisfy God is referring to faith. A carnal mind that has forgotten God's law, the law of love, will be subjected to the law of fear. When you rest in God's law of love for your life, following his leading and his faith, you have the faith of God in you. That's not sacrilegious. I'm following his faith. I can't even take credit. The water we've already walked on, I can't even take credit for that. That was his faith in me, his faith, his words that grew my faith, his, uh, the, the, the people, the words of the Holy Spirit that grew my faith, the word of God, and his ministers, his gifts to the body that helped grow my faith. I can take no credit. You know, maybe credit for time devoted, but even that was prompted by the Holy Ghost, right? I'm even here sitting in this seat receiving. You're here sitting in this seat receiving from the word by the grace of God. Yes. All goes back to God. Yes. When you rest in God's law of love for your life, follow his leading and his, and his faith in you. It's easy and you won't be hostile in your mind towards him. I need revelation of knowledge of who I am in Christ. When I get revelation knowledge of who I am in Christ that casts out, when I have understanding and rev the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I understand the law of love. I understand that my father, if you go on to read in this passage, it talks about how we cry out, Abba, Father. It all goes back to God is a good and faithful father. That's where the root of peace lies. He is a faithful father. His law of love is going to dominate in my life. It's going to dominate in my thought life. Any thought comes contrary to the word, no, God loves me. I'm talking to him about my situation. We're communicating about it. I don't need to, to communicate with my thoughts. If a tangible thought comes and, and brings a feeling with it, I will not be carnally minded. I will go back to what does the word of God say? Because God gave me his word because he loves me. Yes. He gave me my answers in the word because he loves me. Yes. He made me in Christ before he knew me because he loves me. No need can move me from God's love and keep me from continuing to communicate with him and thanking him for my need being answered. Amen? Where do you start? If you say, I've been struggling, Pastor. I'm struggling with staying in peace. I know those tangible thoughts. I know my faith. That was my question, Pastor. Nancy. I know my faith is there. And I know my faith, the measure is even beyond what we're facing. 
If that's you, go back to the law of love. Start with who you are in Christ, who God made you to be. You need the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. As pastors so wonderfully taught us, who we are, what we have, and what we can do. That's at Ephesians chapter 1, 17 through 19. Who we are, what we have, and what we can do. All of that came because God so loved the world, he wanted a family. And like the Spirit of God said, if you're going to believe, then believe. He didn't give all of what he had from heaven for us to give half of what we have in believing it. He gave all of his love for me. He bankrupt heaven because he loved me. So I'm going to give all to that law of love. That law of love is not just how we treat one another. It's how, our, how we keep our carnal mind under control and how we think about God and his word. I will not let my thoughts be hostile to God. I will not let my mind be carnal. I'm going to let that peace, the faith come and that peace grow and, and envelop anything that's not of God's word, not what God said to me, and will continue to communicate with him, right? I mean, you say, I need to start going back and communicating with him on some things that I kind of dumped on his lap and then walked away. <laughs> It'll happen one day because my faith says so. Yeah, but there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> and like I said, the devil let your face say a couple things and let you get out on that water. And then those tangible thoughts come based off circumstances because he wants you to sink in the midst of your circumstance. And then if you sink, now where are you going to go? And if you have sunk, did you know your Savior is there to reach down? Because everything flows from the law of love. He loves me. He loves you. Amen. And I walk in peace because I know he loves me. But we have to do the word we saw tonight. We have to do our part. We've got a part to play in that law of love. Amen. Well, I hope you were helped tonight. Praise God for his word. Praise God for the help of the spirit. God is faithful to bring answers in the time of need. Amen. Amen. We've got to want peace. We've got to want our faith to grow and to develop. Amen. We've got to want the fruit of the Spirit to develop in our lives. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.